people complain like, oh, why do the clothes at the store like not really fit my aesthetic? Why does the music on the radio suck? And it's like, people are creating it, but they don't have the marketing to put it out there. So like, I like finding those little hidden gems and giving them the spotlight that they deserve. There's so many amazing entrepreneurs out there that just need that audience exposure and they're not getting it because they don't know how to market themselves. Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast from Azuma where we share motivational stories from small business owners. I'm Greg. And I'm Ben. And we're your hosts for this episode. Today, we're talking with Kendra, the owner of Asteria Studio, an agency that specializes in increasing awareness, sales, and customer affinity for small businesses. Kendra, welcome. Thanks for having me. Kendra, I'm really excited for this conversation, but uh, let's begin with you telling us a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? And did any of your early days lead to what you're doing now? I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I'm living in Las Vegas right now. That's where Cyrus Studios is based. But this has been a long time coming. Ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to work in advertising Once I got to high school, I was in Business Professionals of America. I was in yearbook. I was a photographer. Like I was just super involved because I really wanted to make a difference and help other people. And also, I love networking. So it's basically been my whole life journey to get to this point and start helping other business owners. Very cool. Do you have any uh, successes with getting a friend voted in as the student body president or anything like that? (laughs) Well, I was a student body president, but oh, I think oh, I, I did guess. help my <laughs> I did help my vice president get elected. <laughs> and she actually got me into Business Professionals of America. It was kind of funny because Business Professionals of America was I think what really pushed me in the direction of like getting into the entrepreneurship role because I did a business competition where I had to make a whole business plan and everything and pitch that to a panel to try and get funding money for a fake contest to get actual scholarship money. (laughs) Uh I made it to regionals, but that experience just stayed with me. So it's actually kind of funny that she's the reason that I joined that. They didn't have enough kids to compete. So she was like, Kendra, please like join. We just need one more person. I was like, oh my goodness, the competition's in two weeks. You want me to make this business plan and compete? And it ended up working out. I made it to regionals (laughs) and everyone got to go. (laughs) Very cool. That's great. Very cool. So what fill in the gap a little bit between graduating high school and uh, Stira Studios? I found out during my senior year of high school that my family really didn't have as much money as they were putting on to (laughs) me and my brother. Like we always got everything we wanted and like went on family vacations and stuff. So I had no idea that like college was way too expensive for my family to afford. And I guess that's why my mom was forcing us to get good grades in school. (laughs) So I got scholarship money and everything and ended up going to Eastern Michigan for like a semester. And the dorm was just way too expensive for me. So I ended up becoming a brand ambassador and doing like experiential marketing and things like that to pay for my tuition and pay for my dorm. And it's funny because... (laughs) I got into that from the auto show. And if you're from Detroit, you know, we are the Motor City and the auto show is one of the biggest events of the year that we have. 
And growing up, I always went to the auto show on school field trips and everything and saw the models. And I was like, wow, like that's what I want to do when I'm older. And (laughs) it actually ended up happening. This woman reached out to me on Facebook and she's like, Hey, like I'm here with Hyundai. We're going to be in Detroit for the auto show. Would you be interested in working this gaming simulation? And that became a four year journey of me being an auto show model and traveling all of America with them, being a product specialist, working with all these different people from around the world, different experiential marketing people that do logistics, production setup for these huge events, all the people that do the swag giveaway. It was like opening the curtain to a whole secret world that I never knew existed and taught me a lot to bring into not just experiential campaigns, but also my marketing campaigns. Because the things that we learned in experiential marketing were really customer focused and focused on gaining leads which is super important in digital marketing as well. And I loved it so much, but it was really interfering with my classes and everything because back then it wasn't really common to take online classes. So they really were pushing for me to come in. And I was like, look, I have to pay tuition. So either you guys are going to let me work my job doing this experiential marketing and paying the tuition and turning in things online, or I'm just not going to go. So what is it? And the dean's like, okay, look, you guys have to work with her. (laughs) (laughs) So it took me a little bit longer to graduate, but I really made it worth my while and worth everyone else's while too. Because while I was there, I co-founded the Mike Illich Marketing School of Business at Wayne State. And I also help teach children at Gardner Elementary School how to read in the third and fourth grade. So helping people really is just like heartwarming for me. And it makes my job really worth it. When I was an intern at IPG and like other big studios inside of Michigan, it really wasn't like fulfilling because I'm helping like these million dollar companies and everything. But it's really not going into my bottom line. I'm still a struggling college student, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So that was definitely a big motivator for me, like working at all these different agencies and trying to think of the bigger picture. Like, what do I want to do? I want to help my family and I want to help other people see that just because you live somewhere like Detroit, it doesn't really seem to have that much going as far as marketing and advertising, unless you're in the automotive industry. (laughs) There's still a way to like carve out your own path. So (laughs) yeah, that's great. I love the way you're talking about it already. It feels different. When I think about marketing and advertising, I think of sales, but you keep talking about it in the terms of helping people. I guess it was how traditional advertising used to be, that madman type of vibe. (laughs) (laughs) But that, I don't know, I think my generation is just like looking for something a little more personable. We enjoy having that work-life balance and it was hard to have that in the traditional agency structure, which is why like... At my last agency position, once I ran into issues with my manager, I was like, I could just be unhappy in this job and keep pushing through with it. Just to say, like, I work at this nice place and I'm doing these cool things with these cool brands. Or I can just like take that leap of faith and like take this as the sign that it's time to start my studio. And that's what I ended up doing. And honestly, it's been the best decision I ever made. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Sounds like you could tell us a little bit more about your experience of deciding to go out on your own. Was that something that had always been in the back of your mind? Or was it like, all right, I had this blow up with my manager. I'm done. I'm just going to do it. Or how did that come to be for you? I ended up catching COVID last year in February. And that's kind of when like 
the turning point started because I was already having some issues at the job, just feeling like the work-life balance wasn't really it for me. It was mostly like 80% work and 20% life. And I was like, okay, like looking at my bank account, this is not making sense to me. It does not look like I'm working 80% of the time. You know, I'm like living 20% or 10% because 10% of the time I was sleeping. (laughs) So in February, I caught COVID and I'm like, hey guys, I can't work. I have COVID and it was really bad. Like I just couldn't even focus the brain fog, getting sick. It was just not a fun time at all. And my manager just was not there for it because I took some time off during Christmas, which is so strange because it used to be you could have Christmas time off at agencies, but I guess they don't do that anymore. So we were supposed to be working during Christmas and I requested off, got it approved, but they were just like, look, you already took time off during Christmas and now we need these wrap up reports done and everything. And like, you're in charge of this and we just need you. And I'm like, okay, you guys need me, but I need to get healthy. (laughs) And I ended up being like, okay, I'm going to like try and like fix up some wrap up reports and stuff because that's what they want me to do. And I ended up doing it. But because I was sick, I like made some missteps inside of the forum and ended up sending over like a draft instead of the final one. And it was just like a whole huge thing. And it just became clear to me that I was not valued at all, like as a person or an employee or like, Anything beneficial to the company, which was just like eye opening for me because I dedicated so much time and I was trusted with like so much money, like to treat someone that is bringing hundreds of thousands of dollars like (laughs) to your company is just crazy to me. So I was doing freelance already from being a fashion blogger on Instagram and Tumblr. And it's funny (laughs) because I was just posting pictures of myself and different like fashions that I made and like thrifted from different places. But people really loved my style. So they started sharing and reposting it. And apparently clients were seeing these reposts. (laughs) And they're like, hey, like, can I send you some clothes and you take some pictures for me and just tell people about my brand. And I started doing that. And then I moved into digital marketing from there. And from Tumblr dying, I moved on to Instagram. And that's when it really became like social media first content that I was making and finding more and more clients from. So I was like, I can just expand on that, keep my little freelance clients that I have, find my prospective clients, go back to other people that I worked for before and like reach out to them. And I also was really blessed to have mentors from when I was in college. So I reached out to them as well and talked to them about it. And my mentor, Chioki, was like, you've been talking to me about doing your own agency forever. Like, maybe this is the time for you to actually, you know, start it and do it. And my husband gave me that final push to really get the business off the ground and help me get it incorporated. And I just have not looked back since. (laughs) That's incredible. That is great. Well, good for you. How did it feel when you finally made the decision? Were you nervous or were you just like, you had already gone through that and you were just ready to go? Honestly, the first two months was really like terrifying because just seeing your bank account savings go lower and lower (laughs) when you're like not getting those direct deposits sent back in is like very scary. But that's just the motivation that I needed, I think, to really take that step forward and like really aggressively research other prospective clients and just believe in myself and treat myself like I'm the employee. Like I'm the boss of myself and I'm also the employee of myself. And a few months in, I was like feeling really good. Like, oh my goodness, like I have so much time. Like I can actually make my own schedule, 
do what I want to do, work with the clients that I want to work with and not have to push my ethics aside because I'm pushing some pharmaceutical client because my agency said so that I don't believe in. You know, When it's your own agency, you can do things that you believe in and that you feel good promoting to people. Yeah. Because in marketing, it's a very thin line, you know, like (laughs) you're trying to convince people to buy something, but you also want to help people. At least I do. So it's like, I don't want to promote things that are like bad or unsafe. Right. Right. Yeah. You really, to be genuine, I imagine you got to believe in what you're pushing out there. And that's really important. And I'm, I've been the face of my brand when I was a freelancer. Like I was always just Kendra like online and (laughs) everything that I posted was like me posting it. It wasn't like a Cyrus studio or like some other agency name promoting something like it was me. Like (laughs) I couldn't say it wasn't me. Like I'm holding the product in the picture, you know? (laughs) So it's like everything that I promote is a client that I believe in, a brand that I believe in and I believe in their mission. So that's what's worthwhile to me. (laughs) Yeah, that is great. Talk about work-life balance and fulfillment that brings life fulfillment into your workplace. Right into your business. That's very that's cool. why that's the most important thing, honestly. So many people they come into work and they have these ideas of what they want to do and they want to climb the ladder to like the next position and everything. But it's like, okay, why do you want to get there? And when you get there, what do you want to do? Right. And then after that, what do you want to do? But sometimes people don't even think that far ahead. Like they're just thinking about either the money or like what someone else in their family or like friend group told them that they should do. And that's the number one way to become unhappy. <laughs> 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 That's so, great. I'm wondering, Kendra, in a larger organization, which it sounds like you were in before, sometimes you're, you know, they call it pigeonholed or sometimes you're boxed in as far as what you're allowed to do or what you're asked to do, right? They'll say, here's your client and you do all of the social media, for instance, for this client, right? Very specific yeah. parameters. How did you transition from that to you own everything? You've got to do everything, owning the business to the marketing, the product and everything in between. Yeah, it was pretty funny because my first experience of being pigeonhole was while I was an intern because originally I was hired in as a media planner. So like that was my only job. That's all they wanted me to do. But one of the people that I reported to would always give me like little side missions because she knew that I was interested in knowing what makes an agency work. So I wanted to know what the people in accounting were doing. Like I wanted to know what's going on in like product development. What are the people that are working inside of creative design doing upstairs? What are those people doing behind us? Like I just wanted to know what everyone was doing. So I would go and talk to them and end up helping them out on missions. And that really got me comfortable with bringing new ideas to the table, even when people tried to pigeonhole me and be like, okay, like only do this. And I would be like, okay, like I've done this, but also research has shown that we should do this too. (laughs) And since I have the data to back it up, no one can really fight the data. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You brought up a good point. That's great. Very cool. (laughs) Now you seem to have positioned your marketing agency towards small business, which is different than a lot of marketers. They want the big contracts, the big brands so that they can pull in the big money and do all that. And you know, you talked about you want to do work for brands that you believe in. I imagine there's some big brands that you believe in could go that yeah, direction. But why'd you, why'd, you go, why'd you go towards the small business? I think the small brands really interest me because there's so many talented people in the world. So many of my friends are 
creatives. They make beautiful art. They make beautiful jewelry. They make beautiful music. And it's things that people want to see in the world. And people complain like, oh, why do the clothes at the store like not really fit my aesthetic? Why does the music on the radio suck? And it's like, people are creating it, but they don't have the marketing to put it out there. So like, I like finding those little hidden gems and giving them the spotlight that they deserve. There's so many amazing entrepreneurs out there that just need that audience exposure and they're not getting it because they don't know how to market themselves, which I mean, I don't expect people to. I've been doing this for 12 years, so (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot and it's always changing. That's definitely a a really neat take on the marketing and the exposure aspect. Without people like you, they probably wouldn't ever get seen, right? Yeah, that's the sad part because... Sometimes they're showing themselves to the wrong person. So like that's where I come in and just make sure that we're really getting these brands out in front of the right audience, people that actually are willing to spend the money because what are your goals? You might say like, oh, I want to increase my sales, but it's like, okay, are we ready to increase the sales? Like, let's take a holistic look at your entire business right now. Like, do you have your social media set up? Do you have your website set up? Do you have a client process? Is everything in order for us to even put you in front of an audience? Because sometimes people waste their money because they want to get out there and they start making ads and like putting themselves in front of people, but they're not in the place to really be advertising themselves. Great. Yeah, they need someone just like you. I know it just never seems to be something that you get figured out marketing. It's always changing. Like (laughs) every time you think you have it figured out, like something's going to change. I am the master of Instagram marketing. Give me any page and it's just going to blow. And then they change the algorithm. And next thing you know, it's like hashtags don't really matter anymore. Like now you need to actually do SEO inside of your descriptions. And it's like, who would know that unless you're doing the market research and like really paying attention to everything that's going on, not only in marketing, but inside of technology, inside of social media, like. You have to know what's going on in all of that. So you can really see where you need to make those changes and meet your audience. Yeah. Comparing your previous experience for an agency versus what you're doing now, how is your day different? It depends. Sometimes my day is just as stressful as like being inside of an agency. But sometimes my day is like really nice because I'll like think ahead and be like, okay, I'm only going to take five clients this month. After that, it's like you're just asking to have no life. (laughs) (laughs) Because every day you're going to have to like check your emails, check in with the client, see if anything changed. Did something go wrong with the ad? Is it overperforming? Is it underperforming? I've taught my clients different strategies of how to get seen in front of their audience and different trends and how to spot trends on social media and utilize those for your business in a way that's like not cringe or like salesy, just very organic looking. (laughs) And now my clients will just send me videos and they're like, Oh, I love this video. Like you should do a video like this for your other client that is like a candle company. So the days are always fun, but some days are definitely busier than others. Yesterday I got like four client packages, one including a giant chair that we have to put together later. (laughs) So some days are like Christmas and some days are like midterms in college. (laughs) (laughs) Very well described. I love yes. it. <laughs> you seem to uh, be able to handle the two sides of marketing. And maybe in my mind, I've kind of broken it up into two disciplines. And maybe it's not even appropriate to do. But to me, on one side, there's the data digging, the research, and the understanding of trends and everything that's happening in the market. And then there's the other side, 
which I view as the more creative, the way to communicate, the, the language to use, what's going to stand out. You seem to be able to grasp both of those and, and have a handle on both of those. Now marketing is definitely like mixing a little bit more because with social media, everybody has to kind of put that creative hat on. But honestly, marketing is kind of split between like the more analytical data-driven side and the creative side. But I am like data-driven just from all my past experience at agencies and like having to be that programmatic manager and the media planner doing market research, crunching all the numbers and going through all the surveys and really data mining. But I was always a creative at heart, which makes it easier for me to really give my clients that data-driven creative aspect of marketing. That's great. Everyone seems like they could really benefit from having a Kendra around. That's for sure. (laughs) What is some of the most difficult aspects of starting your own agency and and running it? For me, I'm a perfectionist. So (laughs) anything that's like client facing was like the hardest for me to like, let go of and be like, okay, this is finally ready (laughs) to set live. (laughs) Uh So like making my website took months because I just kept going back and forth. Okay, what should this say? Thinking from the consumer's perspective, like, okay, would I hire this person like going through their website? Does this touch my heart when I read it, you know, aside from like the client facing things, it would definitely be like organizational things. When I was first putting the company together, like just incorporating it, I realized, oh my goodness, I have dozens and dozens of different files and paperwork that I need to like organize and keep these organized because some are from the government and they'll never send them to you again. So if you lose it, you're screwed. You got to pay again. (laughs) Now I'm addicted to Notion. Like that is my little buddy. I use it for everything. My client process is in there. My to-do list is in there. All the client guidelines for like their social media strategy, everything's in there in one place. Because when you become an entrepreneur, you really have to think of yourself as the boss of yourself and an employee of yourself. Everything needs to be accounted for, put inside the correct folder. I break everything down by quarters now. I'm like, all right, this is Q1. This is Q2. When was this campaign going? Oh, in Q1. So we'll go back in here. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. So definitely organization and client-facing things are like the most time-consuming part of being an entrepreneur. <laughs> right. right. Most burdensome, not fun things. Definitely. <laughs> but once you put it together, having that process in place makes it so much easier to go on and be successful. Because without organization, it doesn't matter how talented you are, how great your idea is, it's not going to go anywhere. So many businesses fail. And I honestly think it's from the organization not being there. Yeah, I would agree. I see the same thing. It's very rare. Is it a bad idea? It's more, can it be executed? And that takes exactly. a different set of skills and effort definitely takes a lot of effort (laughs) (laughs) i'm like templates are my best friends but even with the templates you still have to have that drive in yourself to like stay on it you can't just be organized for a week you have to do it every day (laughs) right definite discipline required Good luck with the perfectionist thing. That definitely is harder. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm trying to let it go because <laughs> it is not fun. <laughs> Do you have any uh, advice that you would give to other small business owners who are thinking about leaving their day job to go start their own? 
if you are thinking about leaving your job that you have right now and going on and doing your own thing, make sure that you have a plan, that you have goals, and that you do your research. Do your research on your competitors. Do your research on the market. Make sure there's even a market for what you're trying to sell right now and figure out where you should be meeting those people. The whole research process for me, I didn't spend any money. Like it was all just Googling things, reading different studies, reading different statistics, seeing all the trends that are going on in the market. And that's all free. The only thing that takes is your time. So if you can dedicate the time to that, you should be successful. But you definitely have to plan before just biting the bullet. That's great advice. Great advice. And don't sleep on social media because social media is the best free marketing ever. (laughs) Very true. And hopping on a trend does not mean like having to lip sync or like dance and stuff. Like some, (laughs) some business owners get so scared when I'm like, you need to be on social media. Like you have to be like reaching out to your audience on like TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat. They're like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to dance or like sing and stuff. And it's like, (laughs) you do not have to dance and sing. You don't even have to show yourself. You can just show your product. You can make a little photograph montage. You don't even have to be the face of your brand. It's just finding different ways to put your brand out there and get it seen by people. Right. And I guess that does take a little bit of courage because it makes it definitely you scary. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be talking to yourself for a while, <laughs> but it's okay because the people that follow your page don't know you were talking to yourself for a while. When they come <laughs> in, you have all these posts. They don't know that you were talking to no one. Right. <laughs> They're just like, oh, okay, this is like an act of pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I feel like a lot of people think so critically like about what other people are perceiving when they look at them or like look at their business. And I just want to remind you all that no one is thinking that. (laughs) You are your own worst critic. Just get out of your own way and be positive, be determined, put in the effort and you can do it. Well, Kendra, this really has been enjoyable. I feel like I could sit here and learn a lot from you, but I probably owe you some consulting fees if if we spend much more time. So we better move on to our final question here. In all of the uh, ups and downs of running your business, what is it that keeps you going every day? The thing that really keeps me going is my client wins. Like I love when I wake up and I have mentions or tags from my clients on like Instagram stories or something, and they're showing me like some amazing accomplishment. One of the clients that I'm working with, State Gold Collective, they're like a small jewelry company. And when I met her, she had a hundred followers. She had camera phone photos of these beautiful pieces of jewelry. And I'm just like, girl, these pieces are amazing. Like we need to get real pictures of this. And we did that for her. Now she has over a thousand followers and she has a celebrity endorsement from Jesse Reyes. She styled her for the Juno Awards. And I was literally like tears in my eyes. And it's so funny because this is someone that the CEO of Stagolt Collective is like a fan of. Like she was literally a fan of this artist. And now the artist is a fan of her. Like she has been sending her jewelry, wearing it on the red carpet all around the world. And things like that really just make me so happy. Absolutely. What a fulfilling profession you've got and you've chosen here and Wish you the best as you continue to pursue that and help other people with their brands. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, thank you, Kendra. Nice to meet you. It was so fun. <laughs> thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you or someone you know would like to share your small business story, please go to mazumausa.com slash keep going. 
and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. And if you are looking for tax advice for your small business, be sure to join our Keep Going Facebook group and check out our website at mazumausa.com.